0: This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast.
1: Okay, everybody, welcome in to another edition of Rhode Island's Podcast of Record, the Bartholomew Town Podcast. It's Bill Bartholomew here with you, as I am, every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And, of course, always on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Bill Bartholomew. And over inside... The Bartholomew Town Podcast Facebook group. Today, we're talking accounting in light of COVID-19 with Joe Cask. He's the managing principal for CLA's offices here in New England. Now, you may remember last year we had members of Bloom Shapiro here on the podcast talking accounting, taxation, and a number of other issues. Well, Bloom was absorbed by CLA, who were named a top ten accounting firm by Accounting Today on New Year's Day of 2021. So now there's this sort of larger scale infrastructure that the Bloom clientele have been absorbed by, but they're still focused on micro entities, small businesses, medium sized businesses, and frankly, something that you even as a household can sort of uh, take into account—no pun intended—when. Um, organizing yourself and some of the loans that you may have received and so forth with respect to taxation and other accounting matters that come into play with the various programs that we all dealt with in one way, shape, or form during COVID-19. So Joe Cask providing a lot of insight today. We go into a number of different areas. It's a fast-paced conversation and a pleasure to have him here on the pod. Remember, folks, you may support Bartholomew Town by becoming a B-Town Insider head to patreon.com slash Bartholomewtown or just click that support link uh, or support button, I should say, wherever you're listening right now. For as little as $3 per month, you can help to sustain this independent journalism, entertainment, opinion, and analysis that we've become known for. That's patreon.com slash Bartholomewtown. You may send me an email anytime, bill at ripodcast.com or again, tweet at me at Bill Bartholomew. Okay, without further ado, let's get to it with CLA's Joe Kask. Let's start with kind of the basics. What is CLA and what services do you offer? And I guess kind of talk about your customer base.
0: Yeah, sure. That's great. Thank you. And and again, uh, Bill, thanks thanks for having me on. Uh, Really looking forward to spending some time here with you this morning. So, um, Clifton Larson Allen, CLA, is the eighth largest uh, professional uh, services firm, accounting firm in the United States. Um, You know, the area of focus at at CLA is wealth management, um, outsourcing, which is advisory services, um, audit and tax compliance. Uh, Right now, we're tipping the scales at 7,400 people. Stuff here. I'm sorry. I hope you can. uh, I'm just trying to turn some stuff off.
1: No problem. It's welcome to pandemic recording. This is par for the course.
0: Yeah, I don't know Okay, I think that's off now. Um, So there's about 7,400 people in uh, um, Clifton, Larson, Allen. Uh, Bloom Shapiro, prior to the merger, was tipping the scales by 50 to 600. Um, You know, we're basically a New England-based firm, as Bloom Shapiro we were. And Clifton, Larson, Allen has about 130 offices across the United States, Um, anticipated revenues at, at Ah, Clifton Larson (CLA) this year is about one point five billion, and uh, Bloom finished up twenty twenty at just over hundred million dollars.
1: Let's, I guess, let's talk locally here. You're the leader of CLA's New England office now. That's your your new role, and yeah. we'll get into the um, you know the partnership in just a few moments with sure. Bloom and and CLA, but. I guess let's speak to you, your, your offices in, in Cranston here, close to where we're taping right now. We're in Providence, close to the Cranston border. But I guess talk about the firm's local presence. How many people do you employ across New England? And sort of what industries, business sectors are you primarily focused on?
0: Yeah, so it's a great question. And let's let's start off with, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about where we're, where we're centered in our service delivery model. Um, and again, you know, uh, Bloom Shapiro started out with, um, uh, uh, you know, typical compliance firm, tax and audit services. Everybody knows about them. And then we built out a very deep vertical in our advisory team, all things that CLA did. Now, what we're able to do now is bolt on another delivery, another service area, which is wealth uh, advisory, and, and we can jump into that in a minute. Um, let's talk about the importance to us in uh, um, Rhode Island. We we entered the Rhode Island uh, market as a firm back in uh, uh, 2013. With the addition of Sullivan and Company that was centered in Providence. Um, and we've continued to grow out that platform. We were originally in Providence and then we had moved down into Cranston. And we were very, very bullish on uh, the Rhode Island market, if you will. So we've been down there now for about eight years, right? 2021. Um, and we, we're, we're, we're somewhere between 75 and 100 people, depending on, you know, the time of the year with interns coming in and out. You know, we have a lot of interns that come in from the various schools in the area. Um, right now, uh, we're actually looking at um, expansion in Rhode Island. We're very excited about that. We're looking back into the Providence area and trying to figure out how we can get back into Providence, what type of office we can open up there, how can we can expand in, into Providence. Um you know, Providence or, or, or Rhode Island to us is a very important market. So CLA, as well as Bloom, was focused on that middle market, that privately held enterprise, that owner-managed business. And um, you know, that's always been our focus. Our focus is not the public companies, those SEC registrants. We're not chasing that work. We're really focused on those owner-managed businesses, especially in Rhode Island. You can imagine that's a very big market. Um, and what we've seen is Growth in Rhode Island over the last eight years. We're seeing continued expansion and that we're going to capitalize. And we're very, very bullish on what we're doing in our outsourcing vertical. So, those outsourcing services, you can imagine that the owner of those businesses wants to be able to spend time with what's important, expansion of the business, right? Innovation. Uh, And if you look at what's going on in the back office, the accounting function, the bookkeeping function, the payroll services, those are all things that we're pulling out away from the owner, helping them accomplish that much more, uh, um, you know, seamlessly, so that they can go ahead and go back out into market and do what they wanted to do is grow. So we're seeing um, an increase in business across Rhode Island, um, and we're going to continue to expand. And we're looking at in audit, tax advisory, uh, outsourcing, and we continue to look for people down there.
1: Yeah, and there's no question, small and medium sized business. That is the the bedrock of the Red Island economy. And, and we're seeing more innovation even in the, what is sometimes called the micro business sector, um, even smaller than small business, literally an owner, operator, custodian, et cetera. They could probably use your services as well, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no business. It's, it's, it's interesting. You know, CLA, you could imagine is this big platform across the United States and quite frankly, around the globe. Um, we have a big global presence as well, and you would think a couple of the things, well, here's Bloom Shapiro. They go into this big $1.5 billion firm, and now they're not going to want to service the small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. That's an important segment and of us as Bloom, but more importantly as CLA. So We're going to service all the way down to those small businesses that you're referring to right now. Um, and the owner-managed owner small businesses across uh, Providence really fits within the wheelhouse of what CLA does. So we're gonna to continue to expand there.
1: Accounting Today has described you as a top 10 accounting firm with more than 7,000 national employees, 130 locations across 31 states. I guess, how does your national strategy strategy cr- uh, cross over and compare and contrast with your local and regional efforts?
0: Yeah, great question, uh, You know, Bill. First i'd like to say that you know CLA and Bloom came together because we shared a common value and a common common values and common culture okay it's it's amazing to me to look at this billion dollar firm versus this 100 million dollar firm and to see how alike we are our strategy our strategy was to provide services as we discussed to that middle market segment that owner managed business and that is the focus of CLA nationally, to provide audit, tax, advisory services, and now wealth, wealth, uh, wealth advisory services as well, which we didn't do. Um, so if you look at what the CLA strategy was, it was the same thing as Bloom Shapiro's. So um, I'm going to suggest that you know, there's going to be very, very little difference. You know, the client's not going to feel a difference. They're going to have the same people that are going to be servicing them, that were servicing them under the Bloom flag. It's going to be the same philosophy, the same audit technology, because we use all the same technology. We just believe that there's going to be bigger resources in the back room and more people for us to grow and provide them additional services.
1: Let's talk about the Bloom Shapiro CLA partnership that's something, you know, CLA is a relatively new brand here in Rhode Island. The transaction for um, acquisition was finalized, and that may not be the correct term in the MNA merger and acquisition field. No, that's it, fine. <laughs> yeah, good enough um, for a layman. But the transaction was finalized on New Year's Day of this year. Um, as the CEO of Bloom Shapiro at the time of this announcement, what were the goals, the objectives, kind of the the thought process behind the decision to to go forward with this Um M&A element that you're you're engaged in now.
0: Yeah, so um, you know, it's interesting. Some people ask me the question and they'll ask, you know, what did the pandemic and and, and how did the pandemic enter into this decision? You know, the timing of it as of 1231. Um, and so let, let's go back up and, and and talk about, you know, Bloom has relationships with many national firms across the United States. And the pandemic did not enter into the fact that we did a merger that we merged into CLA what it was is that we were spending time with people around the country and a relationship between CLA and Bloom developed over a period of time and because of the common culture and because of a mutual set of values we continued to have deeper and deeper conversations and and what 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 was the merger going to create for us why did we do it and you know there was more opportunity for our firm. Um, it provided a solid framework for our people to grow and prosper and have those truly inspired careers that we talk about at CLA. So we were going to be able to do that. Um, it was going to increase the value that we can deliver our to our clients. You can imagine the resources and the depth of knowledge in the various industries that CLA has. So we were going to be able to provide additional services to all of our clients. Um, We were going to be able to navigate, you know, certainly uh, um, in a combined position, we were going to be able to navigate, you know, uncertainty and capitalize on the opportunities that are ahead of us as a bigger firm. And, um, you know, one of the things that we were able to bring into the conversation was the fact that now we could work with a new client from inception all the way through their exit strategy. From inception, meaning setting up their firm, setting up the book, setting up a philosophy or a business strategy or a vision for what that firm is going to be. And as we see firms going through a normal life cycle or clients going through a life cycle now, often the next generation is not there to take that client. They take that business over. So we're working with the Exit planning now. That same client that had we helped bring come in come to life, if you will. And what I'm saying about exit strategy is, what is the best tax strategy? What is the best compliance strategy from the uh, the code and the ability to now provide them that wealth advisory type services that's going to help their family, you know, for, forever now, if you will. So we're able to bolt on that 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 birth. To exit strategy now. So we were very excited to do that. And then the other thing, too, is you know, this is a, uh, um, uh, you know, we're always trying to bring in the best of talent. You know, it's a very competitive landscape out there, even at the size firm that we were at $100 million. This is just gives us the uh, um, additional position in the market and it provides us the ability to attract and retain the best talent in the industry. Um, So there was a lot of reasons why we came together. We became friends first. It wasn't the pandemic. This is an opportunity, and it's an opportunity for our our clients and our people, and that's why we, we actually did this.
1: It's the summer concert event of the season. All right, relax, but it's going to be a good time, that's for sure. Friday, June 18th, Bill Bartholomew, full band, outdoors at dusk, Providence, Rhode Island, new songs, new lineup, new normal. How has your approach to client services or your business goals in general changed in any way under the CLA umbrella rather than Bloom Shapiro?
0: Yeah. So, you know, and again, I'm going to suggest to you, there's very little difference. I think that, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, we want to be careful of is we want our clients to have the same experience with us before the merger and after the merger. Where's the anxiety? the anxiety is going to be there's a bigger firm we're not going to see the same people we're going to be looking at different things we're not going to have the same technology we're not going to have the same feel but on top of all of that bill is there's going to be a feeling that okay the bills are going to be higher the cost of doing you know the compliance work is going to be more so um, we were really excited because of CLA's strategy their vision their culture and their value system What we brought to our clients was really seamless. Um, Did they feel some changes? Certainly, you know, uh, there's a different name. Maybe some of the engagement letters or contracts might be a little bit different, but it's the same team, it's the same cost. And I think quite frankly, we can actually even go even into a smaller client base than we did in the past. So um, we haven't lost any of our clients as it relates to the merger, and we haven't lost any of our team. As it relates to the merger.
1: All right, let's talk about COVID response and growth opportunities in 2021 and beyond. As a financial advisory firm, how much involvement did your team have with helping your clients apply for and secure funding, whether it's PPP or otherwise? And as many businesses are now beginning the process of securing forgiveness for this relief, do you have any general advice for any business owners that are listening right now?
0: Yeah, you know, so um, you know, there's a lot to unpack in that question, I think, you know, as you can imagine, the, the world we looked at over the last 12 months, and it's going to continue for a period of time. Um, you know, first off, as it relates to the merger, you know, we've see, received such a positive response from the market and from our teams. Okay, so so first and foremost, that's been great. Um I'm really proud of and excited about what we've been able to bring to our clients from an understanding, a clear understanding of things such as the CARES Act. And when you're talking about the payroll protection program and the ins and outs of that law and many other programs that were developed by the state and local governments, as well as the federal government, we're working side by side. We're running along our well, alongside of our clients, getting them to understand what the opportunities are for them. What's out there that can help them sustain their business on the long term? And this started back, right, when we developed teams around the CARES Act back early that last year, and in particular, the PPP money, that we're going to help them understand what the laws were around that, what the compliance was around that, but all the way through in their application process and also now in the forgiveness process, helping them understand what they needed to have for records how they needed to spend the money. And what I would recommend now as you look at the myriad of programs that came out of the federal government is documentation, gain an understanding, realize that these are important things to keep your businesses going and call us. Let us work with you to take away that anxiety because we've worked through many of these programs over the last 12 months and we're going to continue to work through these programs and with the contacts that we have at the state and federal level, it's helping us understand the program, and we're bringing a lot of clients over that hurdle to get that money you know, hopefully forgiven here in the near future.
1: Last question. We're slowly but surely entering a post-COVID world, and of course, there's still a long way to go in, in terms of globally. I mean, we see yeah. international there, it certainly is a, a rosier picture here in the U.S. where there still are major challenges. Just this morning, I heard on one of the New York radio stations that we may be looking at Memorial Day um, or even August in terms of the peak of the quote-unquote fourth wave. But with all that in mind, what specific growth opportunities do you see for, for, for your organization? And I guess just in general right now as we hopefully are in this last moment of this this weird and trying time
0: yeah i mean you know so so we all have to recognize you know this, this we have to work together as a, as a as a as a country and as a global community to get past this this pandemic and to get you know past this virus and i think you're right it's here on our doorstep for a period of time to come i'm very optimistic and and the rest of the leaders here at bloom are very at cla are, are very optimistic about the uh, you know getting past this um we believe that the opportunities for our firm, because of the, the, the clients that we have and the talent that we have, we, we're going to continue to see growth in all of our verticals. It's going to be tax, and it's going to be audit. This outsourcing, this advisory we talked about is more and more individuals. They go back into the market and they're going to grow their businesses. We want to take the concerns that they have with the back office, you know, whether it be the, the, the payroll or whether it be the bookkeeping. We want to take that away from them so that they can go out and focus on what, what they need to do. You know, listen, Bill. This this world that we're in um, is going to continue to evolve, and and I, I don't know if it's the next normal, the new normal. We hear a lot of things. You know, we're working now at trying to figure out how to reintroduce our workforce into the offices in an appropriate way. I can't tell you the profession that I work in. Um, I'm very, I'm I'm very proud of uh, of of what this profession has done. It's going to continue to see change. We're going to continue to see consolidation especially because of the technology advancements that we have we're going to see the things that we do in the compliance world tax and audit continue to be impacted by technological advancements in the way that we do business and each firm is going to have to make sure that they have the resources that are going to need that they're going to need to meet those technological needs and the needs of our clients so that they can grow so we're going to continue to see consolidation we're going to continue as as a world to work through COVID nineteen. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, hopefully, we can get out of this thing sooner than later. We got to make sure that we're safe and we're taking care of our people and our clients. Um, but you know, we're we're going to see some fundamental change continue in our business, but we're going to continue to see growth.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see the. You know, it reminds me of um, I was in New York during the the financial collapse and and. The job I had at that point in, in 2008, it just never came back. And technology between smartphones and the ability to communicate, um, certain jobs just disappear at the same time. Down the line, it presented me with new opportunities and I like what I do a lot better now.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it, it is interesting. Um, it's hard though. We, we have to, you know, the, the, this decentralized workforce, this, this work from home work, it's great. I'm so happy and proud of CLA and the flexibility that they provide for our teams across the United States. Very, very flexible. Nobody has to come back to the office. The thing as a leader which concerns me is how do you develop a culture? How do you mentor? How do you train? And how do you live this value system if you don't get to work with everybody? These Zoom meetings and getting to see each other are great. But you know, there's no substitute for that human contact. We're social beings.
1: Rhode Island's podcast of record, B
0: Town.